At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. VSIN has a great new offer that'll make this your best betting year ever. The new Big Game Big Dance Special provides VSIN all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now. Daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, upcoming big game and college hoops betting guide, plus full access to vsin.com. VSIN.com slash big deal. Get up there, sign up today. Okay, so why don't we look at uh, quarterbacks in the playoffs and how they graded out this year and how they played for all these teams in the NFL. And you can you can do this uh, you know, numerous ways. For the sake of this segment, we will use pro football focus and how they graded out. Their, we're not going to go by who had the most yards and who had the most touchdowns, that kind of thing. But at pro football focus, and they explain this on their website, on every play, one of their analysts will grade each player on a scale from negative two to positive two or plus two, according to what he did on the play. From there, the grades are normalized to better account for game situation and are finally converted to a zero to 100 scale. So with that in mind, their highest graded quarterbacks this year are pro football focus. It's not Aaron Rodgers. It's Tom Brady. He graded out number one overall to them. He had an unbelievable season. Arians said if he doesn't win the MVP, it's a travesty. Look at his numbers. That's great numbers. Same yeah. record as Green Bay, but we have a good yeah. nugget on that coming up in about 15 minutes, and Peter King's going to join us a half an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to stay tuned for that. I mean, would you be would you be surprised if Brady won the award? I mean, based on the betting market, it would be a little bit of a shock because before last week, at some spots, Rodgers was as high as $6. You can play that game, and that's fine. Well, if you take him off the team, okay. What's Blaine Gabbert going to do? How many games are the Buccaneers going to win without Brady? All right? So, you know, you also wonder how many Hub Arkishes are out there. Yeah. But that's, uh, the the ship has sailed, though, on Taylor and Cup. It's Rodgers or Brady. Taylor's definitely gone. Cup had a huge yeah. game on Sunday. They played well, I know. He really It'd did. It'd be nice if they throw him the ball. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe a little Especially bit more. Especially in key moments, did. yeah. Right. Yeah, kind of a big deal yeah. on that team. Um, here's the thing. Like, I never want to count Brady out, ever. I feel That feels a little bit about, you know, the same thing as Alabama the last night. It's Nick Saban. And Sunday, the Sunday night game hurt him. He, he was shut out at home by the Saints. I would have to say so, that yes. Was, that was big. I would, yep. So, again, per Pro Football Focus, their number two graded quarterback this year, Joe Burrow. That wow. high. How about that? I mean, he had a great season. I think he should win comeback player of the year. I don't know if he's going to. That's an intriguing game. What a way to start Saturday. Horrible spot for the Raiders. Sunday night, the defense is, you play five quarters, defense is on the field with all those plays. You're the early game Saturday. Carr's in his first playoff game. Mm-hmm. Burrow, I, I, I agree with Peter King. He'll just go out there and have fun. He doesn't care. 
Burrow, Burrow moment won't be too big for him. And then you have an organization yep. here who hasn't, like 1991, the last time they won a playoff game. Yep. So Put it this way. If Joe Burrow didn't play quarterback for the Bengals with his like attitude and how he operates, he could have been one of these survivor entries left, and he'd fall asleep taking a nap, probably at the end of the uh, Chiefs game. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't, nothing bothers yeah. that kid. I know it's a different team, different coach, different everything. But you, you talk to Bengal fans, and they have seen this movie before. I mean, how many times were they favored in those games or came in, not like this, but at least had a good offense with Dalton and A.J. Green yeah. and some of the weapons they had. Sure. I mean, they got beat. I think T.J. Yates beat them one year. That Favorites sounds familiar. Lost to the Chargers, got beat by the Jets. Palmer got beat by the Steelers. I think that was a game he got hurt. They had to bring in Kitna. Uh, but it's just Dalton and Marvin Lewis responsible for a lot of those. Right. Now they can wipe all that away with one win here yeah. Yeah. and take care of the Raiders. I do think that now it's early. It's Tuesday morning. You're going to hear nothing but, you know, uh, Bengals, money line parlays kind of deal. But again, with this, with this Raiders team, when they have been counted out, and that's been, been pretty much the entire year, or as you said, in a, how many bad spots did they have this year? A ton. But I would say more bad, if that is a thing, more bad spots than any team in football. And here they are playing as the five seed. Yep. Could not move the ball in the first meeting at home. Yeah, right. Total domination by the Bengals. They had to settle for some a lot of field goals in that game, too, or they could have won by 35. Yeah, because the Bengals, I think, exploded in the fourth quarter to make it yeah. a 32-13 game. But again, it was they were clearly the better side that day. The third highest graded quarterback of pro football focus is not in the playoffs. Justin yep. Herbert. Yep. Unfortunate. Yep. Without insulting another team or uh, people watching at various parts of the country, it's it's too bad this guy isn't in the playoffs. I love watching him play, and I know you want to rip Staley, and rightfully so. This team would have been dangerous if they got in the oh, dance. Oh, no question. But they did it to themselves. You can't lose to the Texans. Uh, you can't keep going for it. From, it's from your own 18. Uh, but that's... I love watching the guy play. The, so kid's, do I. the kid's fantastic. He's phenomenal. And I hope that in like three or four years, we're not talking about, you know, they've wasted his rookie contract and like they've never been to the playoffs or they've been to the playoffs once and he has no playoff wins. You, I mean, this has been the same thing with this organization now going back, as I said yesterday, find me a team in any sport where they've had this much talent going back 15, 16 years and they have nothing to show for it. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he can do it. Invent ways to lose, and as uh, yep. you mentioned it off air yesterday, Ian sent that tweet in. Two thousand what? What was it? Ten, eleven? Two thousand eleven. Put it <laughs> this way: they had the number one ranked offense and number one ranked defense. They were eight and eight and missed the playoffs. <laughs> or special teams of all time. That's yeah. it's impossible. Yeah. Come on, Anthony, Anthony Lynn let go. He's not coming back, so he's looking for work. Yeah. Go back yeah. and work with uh, Staley then. Yeah, Campbell took over play calling duties, and that was the end of that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Number four at Pro Football Focus, in terms of a highest-graded quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers checks in at number four. And again, we'll have more on uh, this Peter King nugget on the MVP coming up in about 10 minutes, and PK is going to join us in about 25 minutes. Uh, number five is actually another quarterback. Again, this is per Pro Football Focus. It's how they grade players. But their fifth highest-graded quarterback this year was Kirk Cousins, not in the playoffs. Had a good year. Yep. His TD to INT ratio was great. I know a lot of people in that area blame him. That's going to be the go-to, and that's going to be a lazy narrative as well. They, you know, Zimmer just—he was a defensive guy. They had really good defenses in his first couple of years, and that completely fell off the map. Yep, fourth quarter defense and couldn't get a stop when it counted. Number six is Josh Allen with the Bills. He's still too a little there's too erratic for me. Oh, no, there's something going on. Absolutely, didn't play well again. 
against the Jets. I know we have weather, but guess what? There's going to be weather issues Saturday night. I'm sure Belichick's loving this when he sees the weather report. Mm -hmm. Three interceptions against Atlanta. They had 13 points with eight minutes left against the Jets. They get the block bunt. Fascinating game. Wouldn't you like to see Belichick say, okay, it is going to be a weather game again, so we're going to do exactly what we did the first Mm -hmm. time we played? And we're going to have Mac, well, not exactly, but we'll have Mac Jones throw the ball five times this time around, and we're just going to run it with Harris and Stevenson the entire time. The Patriots got gashed on the ground again Sunday. No, oh, that, that's, that's been their yep. link the entire year. Yep. And the other thing, it is he was great in the win at New England, uh, Josh Allen, but it is a big, a great luxury to have that they can just run, run plays for him. He just take off and run. Yeah. I mean, design runs for him. He's so good. He's a beast. Number seven at PFF, Kyler Murray. Number eight, Dak Prescott. And how about number nine, Ryan Tannehill? And again, we said this, I think we made it a point yesterday to say it numerous times. Ooh. Ryan Tannehill. I don't think they get the one seed if Tannehill doesn't play that well on Sunday. I think they lose that game. He made every key play when it mattered most. He was awesome against Houston. Too high, though. Number nine for Tannehill? Oh, yeah. He yeah. had a rough year. Well, mean, a lot of interceptions. I know he didn't have Henry and Brown and, right. and Julio. Well, Julio finally scored. How about that? He got in the end zone. That's good. Uh, but that's he threw a lot of inter, a lot of picks. But it's a different offense, especially when they're healthy, getting everyone back. And that would be imagine that total if it's Tennessee, Cincinnati in round two. Ooh, juicy junior. What would you think? What would you want to bet? Uh, you see, all these games are in the fifties, forty nine. But that I don't think there's stops coming in that game. Mm. The weather cooperates. Uh, number ten at PFF, Jalen Hurts, and he gets bumped up because his running numbers as a quarterback they're so high and how they grade him out. But number t- they, ha- they graded him higher than Matthew Stafford, who's number 11. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mac Jones, number 12. And Patrick Mahomes, number 13. Oh, come on. Well, that, again, that's just based on how they grade him play-by-play. Play. And, look, he had a lot of turnover-worthy plays again this year and threw a lot of INTs. He got away but, with some Saturday, too. Yeah. No, a he couple, did. Couple, couple guys right in the hands in Denver. I think he gets away with. Uh, there are some games that where he'll get away with it multiple times. Jacoby Brissett, but that was that's bizarre because this is just like with quarterbacks and not a minimum snap share. Derek Carr, number fifteen. Matt Ryan, not in the playoffs, number sixteen. And Jimmy Garoppolo, number seventeen. So Garoppolo, they have as the lowest graded playoff quarterback, and actually behind three quarterbacks who did not make the playoffs: Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, and Justin Herbert. Is Garoppolo a better quarterback than Matt Ryan? Absolutely. Yes, he is. Yeah, come on now. Yeah. Right, let's get realistic here yeah. about this. Just have to cut down on the poor decisions in the red zone. You know, and just, I don't know what that that first interception, well, I guess both of them, the one when they were driving, but the one early in the game against the Rams, throwing it up for grabs. Three, There's three Rams players around him. And what he was doing there, what he saw. Agreed. So there you go, uh, as we get the playoff games coming up this weekend, just how one site and uh, their numbers break down the best Rated quarterbacks. Then this, by the way, was throughout the entire regular season, and they look at every single play and how it happened. Again, Peter King coming up on the program in 20 minutes. And up next, we will get into some uh, NFL nuggets, including his tidbit on the MVP. Can you believe this, that he surveyed 36 people, non-MVP voters? It was overwhelming with what they looked at and who they looked at as the MVP this year. That's coming up here. And by the way, the email, as always, is ftm at vcin.com. FTM for follow the money at vcin.com. On Twitter as well, at vcin live, at Mitch Moss Radio, and at Pauly Howard. 
VSEN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbook takes football same game parlays to a whole other level. Here come the playoffs. Combine same game parlays from different games, give you more ways to make your perfect combo. Download the app or go to betrivers.com. Explore all the new ways you can create your ideal combo. Playable in Jersey as play Sugar House must be 21. We have Peter King on the program coming up in 15 minutes. We'll give you this from his uh, weekly column that he does every single Sunday night slash Monday morning after the week uh, concludes in the NFL. Uh, he pointed this out with the MVP. He said, bad news, Habarkish. My poll of 36 smart NFL players and smart media folk show Aaron Rodgers winning his fourth MVP in a landslide. Yeah. Uh, Peter wrote, I assembled 36 voters. Ten are former players, now in the media or in private life. And the others mostly are media members. And he listed them in the story. None vote for the AP awards which are the awards given out by the NFL each year. He votes, Peter does, for the AP awards. So he did not vote in, his, in the survey. And by the way, in next week's column, he's going to do this with all the categories. Coach, rookies, offensive, defensive players of the year, that kind of a deal. I don't know if you can still find the stuff anywhere to bet on. Yeah, coach is still, it's still open. I don't I, know what to do with coach of the year. At least what to predict and what to expect. Now, based on one of our guests that we had, was it Jared Bell from USA Today last week? Yeah. He said, I think the deadline is tomorrow, like tomorrow at noon Eastern or something like that. But uh, because they have some time, they give them a few days to think about their awards. And per the 36 people that Peter King talked to, again, non-voters, but Aaron Rodgers got 32 of the 36 votes. Two went to Brady, two went to Burrow. And so even though those are non-voters, doesn't that kind of correlate with what the betting market was telling you before Sunday when he was $6 to win the award? Like, if that's what the betting yep. market tells you, that's what 36, 34, I'm sorry, 32 of the 36 people that he talked about, what they're telling you, don't you think that it's going to trickle over into a majority of the actual voters as well? The award is broken also. We had a guy break, almost break the sack record. We had a guy shatter receiving records and win the triple crown. And we had Taylor's epic season and perform, you know, like, okay, not even close. Yeah. They didn't even get a vote with these guys. Thirty-six. Right, yeah, they didn't even get a vote. Yep. So it's just going to be a quarterback every year. So basically, like, like it is, it's like it has been. So what you're telling me is, it doesn't matter what a running back or a quarterback, I'm sorry, or a wide receiver, does, especially wide receiver. Maybe once every decade, a running back. Well, and Taylor made a good run for it this year, but now he's he's not going to well, win it. Or Rodgers and Brady have to retire. Well, you, you know, it's just. Most valuable quarterback, right? Yeah. He also wrote about that. This is this is staggering. He wants Snyder to sell the team, and he points out that the fan base is just they've had enough and they don't even care at this point about football team. Jacksonville drew seven thousand more fans to home games this season than Washington. Did. Oh, that's <laughs> come think on. about that. Come on, that's a great organization. Story going back with history. Of course it is. You got a stupid pool in the, in the building. The Jacksonville, horrible outfit. Only one team in the NFL played to less than 75% capacity. Washington sold 64% of its seats. 64%? Eight home games. At least two of them, Dallas and Philly, more than half the crowd rooted for the visitors. This is the team and the ownership that the league office spent so much time defending 
in the wake of the scandal that shook the franchise in 2021. Yeah. And by the way, they were coming <laughs> off a division championship a year ago. Yes. Good call. And they added. They couldn't care less. You know, I know he got hurt right away in week one, but they added Fitzpatrick to actually think that this season could be better than last year. They also had a winning streak and were in it before they lost at home to Dallas. Correct. Yeah. It was 64%. Oh my God. And the that's I, I've never been there, but apparently it's a that they, people think that's a dump. You saw the railing collapse. The I didn't know this till when the Eagles announcers refused to go there and broadcast from it. The, what do you mean they they won't go to the stadium and do play by play? The guy said it's a dump. I'm not going. Get out of here. That's what he said. Is this like every year or? Won't go. He won't go to the game. It's a dump, he said. I'm not well, going. Does he call the game like they on must TV? Be, they're either at their house in Philly, do it from the stadium uh, in Philly. Wow. Uh, yeah, he won't go. Refuses to go. Didn't they just build the stadium Before, like 20 years ago or whatever uh, it is? Yeah. You're right. I mean. Well, the, the, the railing collapses. They almost took out Hertz and they put like uh, zip ties on it to hold it together. Sure, that's going to work. <laughs> yeah. When you have 4,000 yeah. pounds of men yes. on the railing, that zip ties will definitely hold it up. You know, the old narrative is the NFL, put an NFL franchise in any city and it would work. Like I I used to have people like in Omaha tell me that Omaha could support an NFL team. And you know what? I'll listen to it. You know, maybe. Um, but when you have this proud organization, like you said, once proud organization, and they can't even fill up their games for more than 65% of them, that's clearly not working and he needs to do something about this. And the one thing that he can do is sell it. Because people are telling you that you're the issue. You're the problem. And we're not going to keep coming mm-hmm. to your stupid mm-hmm. games. Yep. I mean, he, co- he covers everything in this. He's a must-read on Monday. The other thing, I might have to change my mind on something. Uh, you always say talent wins, talent will win out. Antonio Brown could be finished. because He brings up good points about since you know the last week. And he's going to have surgery and you know, the Arians thing. But then you come, you release info, uh, text messages with Arians. You release, you take shots at Brady, you take shots at Guerrero. Uh-huh. That's the last four stops. Organizations where he put, he's put him on front street. You know, he put the the locker room speech by Tomlin on Instagram. Mm-hmm. What he did, he taped Gruden and released it. Oh, remember, remember how he acted on Hard Knocks and that in, in his brief stint that he had with the Raiders. Right, the Tampa thing. I mean, like, come on. Doing this stuff publicly, how do you trust the guy? Well, not, so now he's going to go off the deep end. And by the way, now Brady rushed to Twitter or wherever after this episode right here that you're watching. And he said he, he had his back. He's like, we need to help this guy. And then Antonio Brown goes on a podcast or wherever and yeah. he's blasting Brady. What kind of friend is he? After, after he brought you into to his house? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he did everything he could to make sure. Oh, that was the other one, the Patriots. He did everything he could to make sure you would stay in New England. And Kraft was like, I can't do it. Can't do it anymore. Sure. Stuff was going on. Imagine. And Tom how, was ticked about it, but he still he went to bat for him to, to, to try to do everything he could. He would stay in New England. How, how did Tomlin put up with him for as long as he did? Oh, Tomlin's a saint. He had Tom, and Le'Veon Bell. At, at the That's same time. One. Yes. At the same time. Sure. It was not, not, not till the end was there an issue with Antonio yep. Brown. You, That's a miracle. You go back and look at Antonio Brown's numbers. I'm not joking around. If he would have. Played it straight the entire time. Antonio Brown could have gone, no joke, folks. He could have gone down as the best receiver, or like right behind Jerry Rice. His numbers are did, insane. Yeah. And on the football, still like two weeks ago when he's running these routes, hurt. The guy looked phenomenal like he's still in his prime. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would have put up otherworldly numbers had he played his entire career. And it didn't go off the rails. But 
too late now. Where are you at with the Buccaneers in the playoffs? I, well, they, they do get a favorable matchup to start early Sunday because the Eagles have one win against a team that finished the season with a winning record. They did close strong, but it was uh, bad teams, as we mentioned. They also weren't going to get on a plane the rest of the year. Right. Everything was in their backyard, no travel, uh, and, and they they did close strong. We throw out what happened against Dallas and the one loss to the Giants, which was fluke, 13-7. to It kept turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, Rager who, had some huge drops in that game. Yeah, who, who, who's going to play? How healthy are they with the running game? But I don't think they'll have success running against Tampa anyway. I don't so think then so it, either. Then it becomes a Hurts game. I don't think Hurts can beat them through the air. And I don't think they can slow down Brady. The, the fascinating thing about this is these are all rematches. That's the other thing. Buffalo, New England, round three. Mm-hmm. The Monday night game, Arizona, L.A., round three. This is a rematch, the early game. Page, uh, Tampa Bay was in full control. Let New, uh, Philly in the back door in the big two-point yep. try. Eagles covered. But Tom didn't have any problems moving the ball in that game. All right. The, da- the, the Dallas game is not a rematch, but that, that's a, a great game. And then we just saw what happened uh, with Pittsburgh and Kansas City, and it was a utter destruction. It was one of the worst losses of Tomlin's career. Yep. They had COVID issues with the Chiefs. Kelsey didn't play, and they ran him out. Yep. It was over with early. Yes, it was. I don't think – here's the thing, right? I mean, the way that this matchup breaks down, you need to beat – typically here, you need to beat the Buccaneers by throwing against their secondary and taking – you know, trying to get chunk yardage in the, in the passing game. Not exactly Jalen Hurts' strength. Nobody does well. Right. And it, it didn't seem to matter, at least it hasn't the last couple of weeks, that who's been out and who Brady doesn't have. It's like, all right, well, we'll go to Bronx, Gronk seven times. Yeah. Know, I'll throw it to this guy six times. Gronk, so, Gronk had a huge game. Right. And that was incentivated again. But Brady made it happen, and you're right. I mean, when they lose guys left and right, it's like, okay, well, next man yeah. up. Maybe it doesn't matter. I mean, the guy won a ring. We had, he had Patton. Who's he throwing to? Troy Brown, Patton, Givens. Antonio Smith one year was his leading back with 600 yards. He won a ring. Yeah, the good Certainly news had a is, nasty defense, but it's Tom Brady. Like the running backs are evidently going to be okay for the playoffs for the Buccaneers. Burnett. We sure on Jones? Well, yeah. I, that's what I was reading last week okay. before week 18. But well, I guess, I guess the Fournette's the big one anyway. Oh, Fournette would be. Yeah, that's the we huge one. Yeah, who really cares about Jones? Yep. So up next year, follow the money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Peter King is going to join the program. What happens if that, I mean, what's the league's reaction with a tie? I mean, they can't do anything about it, right? It was the perfect situation on Sunday night. And we'll get into uh, his, you know, 36 people that he talked to as well about the MVP coming up here on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. Back on Fall the Money, Paulie and Mitch Veeson, the great Peter King joins us now. You got to read them every Monday. It's an incredible read. Uh, A plus. We just went through this uh, column earlier with the Washington tidbit as well, and he's kind enough to pop on for a few minutes. Uh, what a great part of the piece was reacting to what happened Sunday night. And as you said, no coach has had to face that decision before or put in that position about what to do and the fact that the, both teams were in with a tie. And I don't think you can, you, you can, you can rip uh, each co- either coach for what happened and what transpired down the stretch. I really can't because good to be on with you guys. It's, it, it, the problem <clears throat> with a situation like that 
and everybody's screaming about it afterwards. And even while it's happening, oh, my God, Staley, what an idiot for calling that timeout. <laughs> There's a screen grab from the game with 38 seconds to go right when they called the timeout that showed Derek Carr, who was in the shotgun. He wasn't going to kneel. He wasn't going to mail it in. They weren't going to automatically try to just play for the tie. They were going to run a running play to Josh Jacobs, and they were going to get as much as they could. And they didn't have to make the decision then whether just to mail it in for a tie or not. But but I also think, I think you've got to give Rich Versace a little bit of credit there. He didn't. He did say, "Yeah, we were considering playing for the tie," which, of course, you've got to consider everything. Yeah, you have to consider everything. But in my opinion, when I look at the way that ended, I can't kill Brandon Staley. Look, he called the timeout with 38 seconds left. They would have had to run the play, I believe, with about 34 seconds left. So it had very little to do. It just gave the uh, the chargers time to put in a better run personnel who ended up not making plays and jacobs made a great run for 10 yards so then the call for the field goal was easy but in my opinion I, just I, I don't know how you kill coaches either coach particularly staley for how they handle it because no coach in NFL history has ever been asked on the fly in real time to figure out how to make calls with all of the, the factors, all of the, the disparate factors at play. Yep. Totally fair. Where does that game, all things considered for a regular season game, like rank all time. I mean, that that's gotta be uh, at, at or near the top of the list. It's one of the great, it's that's one of the great games I've ever seen period. Yeah. And look, I, I'm in the middle of doing my column at that time, and I am almost exclusively, I'm focused. I, I, I talked to Ben Roethlisberger right about the time that the game was tipping off. So I was kind of banging out Roethlisberger and, and because of the drama in that game, which was ridiculous too. Um, and then about midway through, about, I think early in the fourth quarter, I just dropped everything and I said, I got to watch this. And to see the plays Herbert made, you know, Herbert made six, make this play or the season's over. (laughs) Yes. Plays. It was, it was, it was really, it was incredible. And then, and then Carr made a couple of great throws. Jacobs shined. It was, it was a fabulous football game. And uh, I I mean, look, I, I have to think this that the people who anybody who is kind of lukewarm on the Raiders going to Vegas in terms of people who live there and, and who, and who watch that game or who were in the stadium for that game and say, man, they lose Gruden. They lose rugs. It's a bizarre, horrible season. And, and here we are, we're playing for a playoff game in game number 272. And it's one of the most exciting games anybody's ever seen. I'll tell you, you know, people in Vegas have got to be pretty happy with that team. Read them every Monday, Football Morning in America, NBC Sports, the great Peter King, Fall the Money, Polly and Mitch Vieson. How shocked were you that Flores was let go? I was very, I had no idea. I don't cover the coaching thing and GM thing the way I used to, where I'd be on the phone with 20 people on Sunday 
trying to figure out what was going on. But I think, I think when you, you know, when it's, when it's 16 hours after you have swept the New England Patriots, the hated Patriots, and you go into a meeting with the owner of the team who tells you you're getting fired, there are some serious problems inside that organization. If you're fired with a winning record, you're four and two against Bill Belichick in your three years. There, I mean, we're going to hear some stuff about how bad it must have been, at least for some people inside that organization. But I will tell you this, Brian Flores cycled through way too many offensive coordinators, line coaches. I, I mean, just a ridiculous number. And, and every time I'm thinking to myself, hmm, what in the world is going on inside there that they've had so many coaches go in and out of that place. And then obviously there's the care and feeding of Tua Tonga-Valoa, which supposedly they were in a bad way and Tua never felt supported by Flores. Mm-hmm. Now, whatever, it, 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 you know, the bottom line in this situation is that he won in spite of all that stuff. But I do think there had to be a lot going on behind the scenes that, that Stephen Ross just didn't think was conducive to long-term growth. Excellent reporting on uh... – He's put bad news for Hub Arkish talking to uh, voters about what will happen with the MVP. You expect Rodgers to win in a landslide? I don't know if he will or not. All I know is that I collected 36, I collected votes from 36 people, 10 former players who are either in the media or follow the game closely, guys like Carson Palmer and and Carl, ba- I mean, just Carl Banks and, and Dan Orlovsky, a lot of people who people would know. And then a bunch of people who I consider smart people in the media, and I had them vote, and it was 32 for Rodgers, two for Brady, two for Burrow. And, and look, I'm not saying it'll be exactly, I don't know what it'll be with the 50 voters for the AP vote, but... I think it's a pretty good indication that Rodgers is probably going to win the MVP. Okay. Is there a matchup that you really like this weekend? I love uh, I love the Patriots and the Bills, but I don't know if the Patriots are going to play great. First of all, it's going to be a probably wind chill of about five degrees. It might mm-hmm. snow. Uh, and look, I don't know if that's an advantage to anybody, but Mac Jones handled it okay six weeks ago in the first game that they played up there. Uh, He didn't play great, but he played okay. He didn't make the big mistake. Usually in a game like that, it's the big mistake, uh, you know, that, that that you look for. But of all the other games, the one that fascinates me the most is San Francisco, Dallas. Because on the surface, you would say that San Francisco is going to have to score in the 30s to win because Dallas is probably going to score a lot of points in this game. But I think what you're going to see from uh, from the 49ers, from Kyle Shanahan's game plan, heavy dose of running, try to play clock ball, try to limit the amount of possessions for Dak Prescott, and uh, you know hope that you can keep Dallas in the 20s. I, I don't know if that's a realistic hope but I'm sure that's what the 49ers are thinking. I think I think that has a chance to be a really good game. Yep. 90 seconds, Peter. And Sunday was fantastic. Three games go to overtime. 
but it got the ball rolling with that horrible performance by Indy. I couldn't believe that. It was 23-3 in the fourth quarter, and how bad Wentz was and how much money he makes. And this was, I mean, this was uh, uh, three weeks ago. No one wanted to play him in the playoffs, and now they're not even in. Chris Ballard and Frank Reich basically stake their professional future on gambling on Carson Wentz after his bad year in Philadelphia uh, in 2020. And the early returns on it are very, very discouraging. Uh, you, you can say whatever you want about why the Colts haven't played well or whatever. I put the blame almost squarely on the shoulders of Carson Wentz. He simply got to make some big plays that he's not making. He didn't make them against the Raiders. He made zero when it Mm -hmm. counted in the first three quarters uh, in Jacksonville. That looks like it may turn out to be a debacle of a contract. And, And look, I think Ballard is great. I think Reich is great. But, you know, Jim Irsay loves them too. But Jim Irsay is not going to take losing when he spent as much money as he had and he's given those guys the resources they have. This entire offseason is going to be a referendum on Wentz in Indianapolis. Love reading you every Monday. Yep, A-plus. Thanks for a few minutes. Enjoy the playoffs. All the best, guys. Thank you very much. Well done. Football Morning in America, NBC Sports, Peter King. He hit on everything and covered everything on Monday. He is the best. Oh, man. And he is is absolutely connected. 23-3? I couldn't believe that. I know. Like... Uh, Up next, we will run down the outright records of the playoff teams versus teams that finished with a winning record this year. Alarming numbers coming up next. The Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. How about this promotion? The DraftKings. They're bringing back the hammer, the over, for the wild card round. You have the power as the fans and bettors. Every 5,000 people, for every 5,000 people who bet the over, the line drops by half a point. Download the app now and hammer the over down. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Must be 21 casino.draftkings.com for full details in the great game Saturday night with New England and Buffalo. And uh, like most people and Peter came, I'm, I'm ready for that one. Can I give you a tidbit here on Alabama? Although they lost in the national title game last night. We are getting a lot of, yeah, but with the wide receivers, and that's fair. I mean, yeah. that's no, that, that, that's huge. It was huge. But it, that it, was, it is huge. Yeah. He also has a stable of four- and five-star kids. I mean, lined up, ready to go back into the game. So, anyway, this is from uh, Brad Edwards. I can't even imagine some of the numbers when you go back and look with Saban as the head coach of Alabama. Uh This is one from Brad Edwards. Bama has lost 19 games in the last 14 seasons, and more than half of them, 10 to be exact, have been the teams that finish in the top two of the AP poll. Jesus. It's just, yeah, yeah, this is going to change? Who gets, uh, no. <laughs> no, it's not. The number one team next year, yeah. Bama. This might be tough to stomach next year. Well, what? what That first poll, it might be Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, and A&M. What Brad, Ed, uh, I'm sorry, what 
Brad Powers said then last night during the game. When they were winning the game, he said, yep. yeah. if they win this game tonight, you can look out for a, re- a three-peat because Brad Powers said this year's Alabama team is like, he used the word poverty. It's poverty compared to what they're going to look like next year. Uh-huh. Saban has to retire or they have to expand the playoff in order for this to change. As a side note, how big of a freak is Will Anderson? There were several out there. Oh, no, no, I know the, that. The but speed and athleticism. Does he, and does he that, get, that's the other thing. I mean, you got to give Saban credit for changing with the times. They used to be horrible offensively. Oh, oh, 100%. Those A.J. McCarron teams just run the ball, run, 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 no passing game. Then he, he was laughed at. He hired Kiffin. Then <laughs> it's like, okay, well, Julio Jones and uh, you know, Oh, the run of Smith wide receivers. And, oh, it's ridiculous. It goes from Julio into Amari Cooper and then just what we've right. had recently, and it's just one right after another. Who was on the team cup? Was it Waddle and uh, Waddle Smith? Who and Ruggs. Oh, on the same team. Yeah. And it became an aerial assault. Right. Jones, Hurts. Yep. That's, Tua. That's why you, I mean, you really got to tip your cap to this guy because you're exactly Absolutely. right. They Absolutely. would pound the ball, and it was Derrick Henry and Mark Ingram and players like that with good right. offensive lines. Totally and then, changed with the times. Yep. Awesome defense. Go, go up so. tempo. Right. Okay. Yep. So how but about it, this? It, it also is just when you have this, this t- much money, though, too. That you can just say, okay, Bill O'Brien's our OC and Doug Marone's our O-line coach. And this is, <laughs> I know. I mean, I, well, they have the, the amount of analysts yeah. that they have on that team. Yeah. Okay. So, good tweet here from our buddy Joe uh, Osborne. Outright records mm-hmm. of this year's crop of playoff teams versus teams that finished with a winning record overall. Uh, Titans. How, I'm I, sorry. How, how important do you think this is? Well, okay. So, like, really, what can you use it for? Um. Can you use it for anything here when you look at the very bottom of the list and say, well, Philly was 1-7, seven. Sure, the Steelers are 2-6, and six, but both those teams are huge dogs in the game anyway. I think it's very important. So then they get blown out in the game? Uh, we know about the Titans' historic run that they had, yeah. beating playoff team from last year after playoff team. Eagles, every time they played someone good, couldn't win. Uh, you get, you get, they get there because the Saints won on Sunday, so it's now 1-7. Steelers, same thing, 2-6. and six. Patriots struggled. I mean, the, the, the Patriots are interesting because they were hot there, as Peter mentioned, with oh, the they long were. winning streak. It's like, oh, they might be the best team in the AFC. Uh-huh. But they beat a compromised Tennessee team at the time. At the, We also thought, wow, you blew out the Browns. What a job. 41, whatever it was, 41-7. Well, Cleveland turned out to be a bunch of frauds, yep. especially May, Mayfield. Put it this way. I don't think a lot of people are going to have faith in Mac Jones in the playoffs. Right. And that could be a mistake. Because the guy, I mean, he, yes, he did not play, like, exceedingly well down the stretch, but with Belichick as the coach, um, Matt could still go out there and put together one hell of a yeah. game. And they could have a lot of success running the ball. And they, they have weapons. They did a good job in the offseason. The other thing, that, that game in New England, I believe it was Jackson, even Belichick did the cringe. and ah, Jackson dropped a sh- interception in that game that would have changed it. Oh, yeah. Patriots maybe win that game. Oh, that's right. Could have been a pick right. six, too, that Allen. He, he couldn't catch it. So those are the three worst teams anyway uh, to the top. Because of the Titans and that stretch they had early on in the year, yeah, they're eight and three, eight and three against teams that finish with a winning record. That's really good, mm-hmm. and it just it feels to me again like nobody's really giving Tennessee that much of a chance to come out of the. It's because the, everybody's so high on the Chiefs and the power rating for the Bills is to the moon, and they took care of both those teams. The Bills game, I think they were fortunate to win. The Chiefs game, they murdered them. That was a no contest. Packers mm-hmm. five and two. Buccaneers six and three. Chiefs seven and four. Arizona five and three. Actually, the Raiders were six and four. Oh, I can't believe that. How about that? 
out of yes. And two absolute beatdowns of those four losses to the Chiefs. They're in the playoffs, Aye. and they lost out here to the Bears and football team. And he lost to the Giants. That's they right. still made the playoffs and won 10 games. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> this is, honestly, this is one of the most improbable seasons any team's ever. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we got to it. No, this is off the air. Uh, and we can, Peter King's going to come out with a column uh, this week with like coaches of the year, that kind of thing. We asked him who the coach of the year is, and he goes, you, somebody, Basaccia put his name in the mix. He said that he doesn't think he's going to win it, but somebody has to get the credit for what, what this team went through this year and to be a playoff team. I, and to win 10 games. Uh-huh. I'll tell you what I'm looking at, though. The bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. Rams, Rams, three and five. Three and five. And that's, uh, Matt did make a mistake. Our boy does not have a playoff win. Stafford does not have a playoff oh, win. He said one. Oh, he doesn't. Uh, Matty Ice. I mean, this is. Remember, they had that stretch where it was Lions, Texans. Was it Jack? Someone? It was just cupcake uh, after cupcake after cupcake. They were favored by like, like right? twelve. It was a nice win at home against Tampa, but that was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And uh, this, re- this the guy stinks in big games. Yeah, he's never won a big game in his life. Where was he in the second half Sunday? Took me out of the contest here. Where I'm out. Where was he? Right? Now, part of it's on McVay. I would say but that's that, also, yeah. does McVay trust him or not? I mean, where are these people now? Stand up. He's the savior. They're the favorites to win the NFC. This guy, Goff took him to the Super Bowl. Right. This guy's never won a big game in his life. And the excuses for this guy, horrible mechanics, stupid interceptions, played with one of the best wide receivers of all time. Oh, he didn't have a running game. He had a bad defense. Stop it. He's average. It's who he is. You can't. I'm giving you facts here. All the numbers. Horrible against teams that finish the season with a winning record. Horrible on the road against teams with a winning record in his career. It's 12 years of this stuff now. And then it's in the second half. McVay won't trust him to throw the ball. You got Cooper Cup. I'm not going to throw the ball. I'm going to establish the run. We're going to establish the run at 17 to three. You get the two seed with a win. Yeah. Well, here, here's the biggest problem with Matthew Stafford, Paulie, is that he still makes these silly passes too often. He's in, Led the league in pick sixes. He is now. He's been in the league for more than a decade, and it's couple. What is it now? 12, 13 years, and he's still. I've said this a thousand times. Check it out, guys. I think it's twelve. If, if a guy like if Jameis Winston makes the passes oh, that Matthew Stafford makes, come on, he didn't have a job. He couldn't start anywhere because he made those kind of passes, and people mocked him for days. Matthew Stafford, though, no benefit of the doubt. The Rams are going to be the favorites to win the NFC. It's all I heard last year when they made that trade. All I heard. This guy's Dante Culpepper. That's who he is. Dante Culpepper was a fraud because he had Randy Moss. And when in doubt, he could just throw it up. And then what happened? The Miami Dolphins took him over Breeze because of the doctor. Correct. Didn't sign off on the shoulder. And I remember, oh, the Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl. This could be something. Laughable. Well, and then Culpepper you. was out of the league a few years later after a cup of coffee in Detroit. That's right. But that's he had he had Megatron for half his career. Bills are 5-5 five and five against teams with a winning record. And Cowboys 5-4. and four. Bills again. Bills and well, Rams, I think, similar this year, right? A lot, of, a lot of weeks you look up, hey, they're favored by 16 again. Had a lot of those yeah. games. Well, that, that's It all comes down to Allen. It all comes Are you, you going to throw silly interceptions? You're gonna, it's, again, it's okay to take a sack. It's okay to throw the ball in the fifth row. Don't try to force it in right. there. Some right. horrendous throws against Atlanta. But they, yeah, they could go to the Super Bowl. They also can lose Saturday night. Mm-hmm. That's a great thing about these playoffs and how wide open it is. 
All right, VSIN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all new big game, big dance special provides VSIN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only 69 bucks. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming big game and college hoops betting guides, plus full access to VSIN.com with our exclusive betting splits breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of the best deals of the year that we have. Visit vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. Again, that's vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. In the next hour of the program, we will get into win some, lose some, recapping last night's betting action, and two different winning entries in the Circle Survivor are going to be in studio. Mark Perlman was a winner, and we'll recap again Billy the Kid, Chippis, and his buddy Ryan Coffey, who was in last week. The emotions of having the Chiefs on Saturday coming up next.